This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. McDowell's Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle & Cook Mortgage LLC. And now here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today our special guest is a gentleman by the name of Warren Grover. And Warren's got quite a story to tell, and he's also involved in in a a, a very uh, important ministry that we're going to talk about later on. But uh, first of all, Warren, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Well, thank you, Skip. It's nice to be here. You bet. Great to have you. And uh, so, Warren, let's let's do this. Our listeners like to know the history of people and kind of their stories. So let's go back in your life to, to the beginning. Where'd you grow up? And let's kind of move forward. Well, I grew up several different places. I was born in Lawrence, Kansas, and my father had served in World War II in the Navy, and he got uh, activated for the Korean War. Mm-hmm. So we moved to California the San Francisco area. He was stationed at Moffett Field Naval Air Station for over two years during the Korean War, and that's where I started kindergarten. Then we moved back to Lawrence. Uh, his dad had owned a dairy and a small grocery store, but he, his dad passed away at age 42. So my dad, his mother, and two of his brothers uh, owned a small grocery store there in mm-hmm. Lawrence. Okay. And it was doing pretty good. Uh, in addition to that, Dad uh, continued his love of golf. He had got me started golfing out in California when I was right, four years old. Right, right. I would ride. He had a pull cart, and after I'd hit the ball, I'd jump on the cart, and he'd pull <laughs> me to the next shot. But uh, he and uh, I think it was his mom, maybe one brother, I can't remember for sure, bought a nine-hole course there in Lawrence, Kansas. It was the yeah. only public course in that area it was sand greens so i grew oh, up wow. learning how to play golf on sand greens but when my dad was uh 35 years old they sold the grocery store the big mm-hmm. big chain started moving in and my dad went to work as a butcher for one of the large chains decided he didn't like that he'd always wanted to uh, be his own boss i sure, guess sure he decided to go to college so he started at the University of Kansas one semester and then decided he wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Emporia, Kansas, and he attended and graduated from uh, Kansas State Teachers College. Okay. And got to remember this guy was 35 years old, not old, but not young either. Never been to college. In four years, he graduated double major mm. and went right on, got his master's degree, and got a job there at the the college teaching. He was an industrial arts teacher. Okay. He got hired into the administration working in the registrar's office and director of admissions for a gentleman by the name of Dixon Smith. Mm-hmm. Well, Dixon, after a few years, uh, 
got hired at the University of Wyoming and as registrar and director of admissions. I wanted my dad to come out there. So in the summer of 1963, I think it was, we went out to look, and dad decided that's where he wanted to work. So we moved to Laramie, Wyoming. Laramie. Hmm. When I was a uh, sophomore, no, junior Junior, in high school. Uh, I'd gone to one year of high school in Emporia and then to uh, another high school in Emporia, uh, for summer, and then I spent two years at uh, high school at Laramie, so I went to three different high schools. <laughs> you got around. Yeah. <laughs> and then I stayed there and graduated from the University of Wyoming and went through Air Force ROTC at the time. If you knew my age, you'd know that that's the time when Vietnam was yes. going hot and heavy, yeah. so I figured I was going to go one way or the other because I had the draft at that time. Yeah. I know a lot of young folks out there don't know about the draft. but. Right. Uh, I was going through ROTC, and they pulled the numbers and everything, and my number was such I would have been going anyway. So I'm glad I went through Air Force ROTC. Uh, my dad had said, well, it looks like you're going to go into the military one way or the other. He says, you might as well go as an officer. Yeah. And he recommended the Air Force, even mm-hmm. though he'd been in the Navy. So I graduated in 1969 from the University of Wyoming. And at the same time, I accepted a commission as a second, second lieutenant and Air Force and went on active duty in September of 1969. They always give you a sheet on where you'd like to be stationed, and I put several different bases, one of which was Mountain Home, because I thought it'd be kind of nice to yeah. be close to Wyoming. Yeah. I never got stationed at Mountain Home, but I put down Northwest. Well, the Air Force, in its great wisdom, sent me to Grand Forks, North Dakota, <laughs> which I guess, if you <laughs> think about it, is north, not too it's far north. west from there, but. Uh, yeah. That very interesting place to live. Uh, second year I was there to get out the buildings. We had to go out the second floor windows because we had so much snow. And I'll never forget the first day I drove onto base. I looked around these there were these structures that looked like parking meters. Mm. I'm thinking, why do you need parking meters on an Air Force base? They weren't parking meters. They were electrical outlets, so you could plug your car in at night because you had yeah, to have a absolutely a, an engine heater or absolutely. some kind. Absolutely. And it was also during the time where the government was really trying to conserve energy. So we had to get up an hour before we were ready to leave and plug our car in. We couldn't leave it plugged in at night. So I did something, I don't know, it was a a little bit off, but I wired it so I not only had an engine heater, but I put a little interior heater in my car. So when I plugged it in, then when I got in, the car was nice and toasty and warm. warm. (laughs) So I spent uh, two and a half years there. Excuse me, two and a half years there uh, as in the public affairs office. used to be called information officer, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of like PR, put out the base newspaper, wrote the speeches for the generals Mm -hmm. and all all Mm -hmm. that, dealt with the news media. Mm -hmm. I happened to be there when uh, uh, President Reagan was talking about uh, the anti-ballistic missile system and everything. They, They were planning on putting it in in North Dakota north of Grand Forks. It's going to be an Army installation that never came about, but it got a lot of news media attention. And there I was as a second lieutenant. Maybe I was the first lieutenant by that time. But I had news media from all over the world uh, mm-hmm. coming, and I was escorting them. We'd take them up in helicopters and fly over the area and everything. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. Uh, I was there, like I say, two and a half years. The office was supposed to have a major and a captain. Mm-hmm. Well, 
my highest rank there was first lieutenant. Well, then they brought in a major, and he and I didn't see eye to eye on everything. So after a short while, I started looking where else I could go. And the military had started having uh, a push in recruiting. And one thing they were doing was taking uh, information officers, became public affairs officers later, and putting them in uh, recruiting detachments. And so I went to a recruiting detachment in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, as advertising and publicity officer. Mm -hmm. I was there for a short while, and they asked me if I wanted to go to the University of Oklahoma and work on a master's degree. Mm -hmm. So I did that, and I transferred the credits there from there back to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee to continue working on a master's degree in mass communications. Yeah. But uh, shortly thereafter, I had gotten married, and my wife did not want to move, so I resigned my commission as active duty and uh, joined the reserve unit there in Milwaukee and ended up spending another 20 years there. So I ended up with mm. a total of 26, 26, 26 and a half years in the yeah. military. Wow. But, well, well, first of all, Warren, thank you for your service. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, we, we appreciate all of you that served and especially served for 26 and a half years. That's that's quite an accomplishment. And uh, I know we've got uh, other things to, to discuss, and, and, and I want to talk a little bit about um, what you're doing now and how you, how, how you got involved with it, what prompted you to get involved with it. So kind of tell us where we're at today. Certainly. Uh, well, I've enjoyed golfing. Like I said, I've been playing for 69 years now, so yeah. people know I started when I was four years old. They can figure out how old I am. But anyway, uh, I've always played golf. And a lot of times when you go out on a golf course, I'm sure people have done this, you get a little frustrated. You do. And you hear people saying some dirty words. Sometimes a lot frustrated. Yes. <laughs> and so I played golf. I lived in Meridian at the time. I joined Lakeview Golf Course over there. Had mm -hmm. a membership. Played in the leagues and everything. And it was, it was fun. But yeah. uh, again, the language you hear and the attitude of some people is just not yeah. the best in the world. So one year about, well, it must have been four or five years ago, went to the golf show, Boise Golf Show, over at the state fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. And there was a booth there for an organization called Treasure Valley Lynx Players. Okay. And I got to check in on them and found out they were a Christian organization. Okay. That... Uh, in addition to loving Jesus, love the game of golf. That's great. And they were just getting started in this area. And they had a chapter at Lakeview, so I joined that and was in it for two to three years. And then Mary, my wife, and I moved to Horseshoe Bend in September of uh, 19. Mm -hmm. And I thought Lakeview was kind of a ways to go once a week to the chapter meetings and to play golf. So I found out they didn't have a chapter at Eagle Hills. Mm. So I checked with uh, people at Eagle Hills, and they were very happy to yep. uh, host us there. So I started a chapter there oh, a year ago in February, mm -hmm. and the first couple of weeks we met, it was me and one other guy, <laughs> and now we've got 35 people on the email list for our chapter there. Yeah, that's great. So it's uh, it's grown a lot, and Treasure Valley Lynx Players has changed names a couple of times. They were 
they were and still we still are affiliated with uh, Lynx Players International, which was an organization started about thirty five years ago by a former pro golfer by the name of Jim Hiskey. Yeah, I know of Jim. Okay, yeah, and it was basically to give the players on the pro tour a chance for getting together and having some Christian fellowship during the weekly grind. Right. I mean, yep. you know, a lot of people think that's a pretty uh, starry, what do you want to say, uh, way to live, you know, a pro sports. Right. It's a, it's hard work, I'm it's sure. It's hard work, and it's very, very tedious, and it's mentally grinding. And, right. And yeah, you just uh, – So Jim wanted, a lot. Jim wanted to make sure that they had this opportunity, but after a few years he decided, well, why don't we see if we can't spread around the country? Uh, and one day, I think it was in February of 2015, what I've been told – there were three guys that liked to golf and also strong Christians mm-hmm. named Tom Purdy. I think you know Tom. Yep. yep. Michael G. Mm-hmm. and Donnie Gregerson. They were sitting around trying to decide how can we combine the two things we really love, Jesus Christ and the game of golf. Yeah. Well, Michael had heard of uh, Lynx Players International, got in touch with them, and that's how the organization got started and went from Lynx Players, uh, Treasure Valley Lynx Players. A few years ago, about two years, I guess it was just two years ago, we changed the name to Treasure Valley Links Fellowship because mm-hmm. Treasure Valley Links Players doesn't really have any connotation yeah, to yeah, do with Christian. Yeah. So fellowship sounded better. Mm-hmm. Well, just about a month ago, it's just now official. We are now Idaho Golf Fellowship. Idaho Golf Fellowship. And it's more appropriate because we're starting to spread out a little bit. We're not just in the Treasure Valley. Uh, we have uh, just this year started a chapter at uh, Desert Canyon yes. in Mountain Home. Yep. So this just we could go anywhere we wanted in Idaho and start a chapter. Right. And I just think it's great. It's a great way. It has been great for me. I, I was one of those people that I didn't even like to pray out loud, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And then to start a chapter, and I'm what they call a chapter host. We have a. Bible study every week, mm-hmm. uh, about an hour long, and then for anyone that wants to, we stick around, play eighteen Plus holes of golf. golf, and it, it's just the fellowship is outstanding. The people yeah. I've met and the organization, we sponsor ten events a year for uh, well Idaho Golf Fellowship. Now yes. we've had one already at Purple Sage. We've got another one next week mm-hmm. at Eagle Hills. But in addition to having the events ourselves and having our chapter meetings and everything, uh, we work with other Christian organizations mm-hmm. and help them either establish or start their golf uh, mm-hmm. tournament or we sponsor mm-hmm. uh, just some of the ones we've worked with, uh, Boise Bible College, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Oh, yeah, FCA. Uh, MAF out of Napa. Yep, yep. Uh, Chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we're trying to work with Loving Boise. They want to start yes. a golf tournament, so we're trying to get something going with them in uh, August. Mm-hmm. And it's just a way for golfers that are also Christians to put their love of golf to work and ch- share the fellowship. Yes, and share Jesus Christ yeah. with other golfers. Yeah. What a great, what a great organization! Yeah, yeah. 
when I was a coach at Boise State, we started FCA here in Idaho. Right. And I mean, today, I mean, that's a long time ago, but today there are chapters in, in all the high schools, junior high schools. And so what I see this doing is being an opportunity for older people now. Maybe, right. you know, they're they're all done with their, their work or whatever, and maybe they're still working, some of them, but... But a chance to get together and, like you say, fellowship and, and then also have a chance to play some golf. Correct. Yeah. What a, what a great great way to go. Well, currently we have eight chapters uh, Yeah. golf courses around the area. And we're looking at four more that are possible within the next year or so to come on board. And there's, you know, you can become a member. There's no membership fee or anything right, like right, that. Right, right. And if you don't want to go or don't have the time to go to the chapter meetings, we yeah. do have one chapter, Lakeview, mm -hmm. that meets on Saturday. So most of the people that attend there, or a lot of the people, are still working. Right. But the other chapters, like say a good share of them are uh, retired guys yeah, or yeah. Uh, guys have a yeah, job, they yeah, have yeah. the time to get off yep. and do that. Yep, and it's great to have an opportunity to gather together and fellowship like that. You know, that's around the game of golf. Right. That's that's really special. Well, Warren, we're talking with Warren Grover. And Warren, if somebody's interested in in, uh, in the Idaho Golf Fellowship, how do they get connected? What is there a website? Yes. Okay, the, give the, us that information. Okay, our website is www.idahogolffellowship.org. Okay. And on there, you can go. We've got a list of uh, what every day you might have time and want to get involved. Uh, you just punch on that day and uh, put in your information, and the chapter host for that chapter will be given that information and get back in touch. And one thing I wanted to say is go on the website. You don't have to join a chapter. Like I say, I've got uh, 35 people on my email list, and mm -hmm. if you take 8 times 30, that's only, you know, 240, yeah. 250 people. We have over a thousand people on our email database because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have the time uh, or the desire. Maybe maybe they're already in a Bible study and don't want to get involved in another one. But these people do like to come to our our scramble events, our yep. designated ball events. So we have a thousand, over a thousand people now on that database, mm -hmm. and we send out information on our events. Like I said, we've got ten of them uh, this year. Nine left now. And then also on our website, we put up uh, information on Christian other Christian golf events that are coming up that you might want to get involved yeah. with. So it's just an excellent way to marry the two things. Like yeah, I said, absolutely. those three guys wanted to find out a way to share their love of Jesus Christ and their love of golf, and yeah. I think they've done an excellent job in yeah. doing so. Well, absolutely, absolutely. We'll give that uh, uh, website uh, uh, at the end of the show. We'll give that again so people – that may want to contact you can can do so. Well, one thing that uh, I want to talk about a little bit now, and then also any comments that you'd like to make it towards the end of the show that we haven't covered, we'll give you a chance to do that. But All right. one of the things that we do here at Inspirational Family Radio every every year, of course, last year was we were not able to, but because of COVID. But we've several years now we have sponsored. Uh, Inspirational Family Radio has sponsored a golf classic for pastors, ministry leaders, and this year we're going to do it on September 13th at Eagle Hills, and uh, there's no cost to the pastors and ministry leaders. Uh, 
This is our way of saying thank you for what they do for so many people. So folks out there, check with your pastor. Make sure he's on the, on the list. You can, you can call the station uh, and, and uh, you know, KSPD. Uh, uh, you, can, you can call the station, Inspirational Family Radio, and make sure that we get your pastor, your ministry leader that likes golf, that we can get them on the list. And I can say it's, it's a day of golf and uh, barbecue afterwards. There's awards. We have a lot of fun. It's just a great day of fellowship, and it's at no cost to them. This is a thank you for the job that they do. And I know that we've talked to, to you, uh, Warren and Tom, about possibly being a, a sponsor of this, and uh, we'd love to have you on board. Well, I know that we're still interested. We had our monthly chapter host meeting last night, uh, via Zoom, of yeah. course. But uh, we're definitely interested in working with you. I want to help out in any way we can. Uh, like uh, you and I were talking a little bit before we went on there, we now have a software program that might be able mm-hmm. to use to set up the actual event and mm-hmm. keep track of who's in there and putting teams together and things like that. Mm-hmm. Plus, definitely interested in uh, helping sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be great. And and the pastors and the ministry leaders in the past, they've just had a blast. I mean, it's just fun to see them out there. I mean, the balls are flying every which way, but <laughs> that's okay. They're having fun, enjoying their time together. And, and like I say, afterwards, uh, we put on a barbecue and we have awards and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So make sure, uh, folks, that your pastor, if he's a golf uh, player, is on our list so we can invite them and uh, get them out there on Monday, September 13th. Okay, well, listen, uh, Warren, let's talk about some maybe other important points that you'd like to make about what you guys are doing. Okay, well, one thing I haven't mentioned so far is the chapters. Once we form, we decide what Christian organization or charity we want to support. And again, while there's no fee we do every time we meet, if people want to throw in, you know, 10, yeah. 20 bucks, whatever, yeah, yeah. we do that. At Eagle Hills, for example, we have chosen uh, Love, Inc. Boise as our mm-hmm. charity to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the members of our chapter actually is on the board of Love, Inc. Boise, and that's not why we chose it necessarily. We've also uh, made special donations to uh, Rescue Mission from yes, our chapter, yes. Stanton Health, yep, which is an excellent organization. Some of the other uh, chapters sponsor uh, Loving Nampa, or not sponsor, but work with right. and provide uh, donations. Uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship. Yes. Uh, Boise Rescue Mission and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Those are just some of the organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this weekend, uh, Gem State Academy has a golf event coming up, and one of the things one of our chapters is doing is giving a scholarship to a worthy student from Jump State Academy. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of things we do that aren't on the website necessarily, mm-hmm. but get involved and in, uh, if you like golf, and we have some people that say they're terrible golfers or just learning, <laughs> yeah. coming out. None of us yeah. are playing, planning to go in pro it's or anything. It's not a pro league, right? <laughs> it's, it's more about the fellowship yeah. uh, than it is about the golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But golf can still be fun. Yes, know, it no sure is. what level you're at, absolutely. Any other uh, key points that you'd like to make, uh, Warren? Well, our written mission, just to share that, is to encourage Christian golfers to use this great game to share their love of Jesus with other golfers through on-course fellowship 
and by encouraging others to join us as we study the Word of God. Mm, yeah, and That's our written written mission, and that's what we try and do. Like I say, the Bible study and the fellowship is key, but then we do take that fellowship out on the course mm-hmm. and just get to know each other a little better. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Uh, we also have an opportunity to buy gear, you know, towels and yeah. club covers and uh, bags sure. with our logo and, uh, on it. And you'll be going along and somebody will say, well, your bag says something about, well, you should be Treasure Valley yeah. Links Fellowship. What's that about? Right. And you get to talking to people. Uh, there's one gentleman in our group at Eagle Hills now that I met him coming down the steps there at the clubhouse over a year ago. And he attended a couple events last year, and now he's a chapter member and really enjoys it. So. Oh, that's super. Well, Idaho uh, Golf Fellowship, I mean, that, that opens the door for an awful lot of people. And, uh, yeah. And just share a couple of things here, too. Uh, I could list all the seven courses that we have chapters, but you can get that off the website. But I just wanted to share uh, that this year, a couple of places we're going to be playing are uh, Scotch Pines, out really? in Payette, mm. uh, Desert Canyon, Mountain Home, uh, Clear Lake over in Buell, Red Hawk, River Bend. So wow. we get out of the area a little bit. Uh, I know in the past we've gone to uh, Jug Mountain. Yeah. Uh, so it's something where you can get a chance to play some courses you haven't played before. Uh, we played Timberstone last year. It's just an excellent organization, and I highly recommend it if you have mm, interest yeah. in golf at all and want to get together for more fellowship as we uh, enjoy our relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Wow. What a great organization. Well, folks, get those golf clubs out and shine them up and uh, get connected with this organization, Idaho Golf Fellowship. and. Once more, Warren, let's let's give that uh, website. Oh, absolutely. It's www.idahogolffellowship.org. Okay. And uh, they can get connected basically any day of the week. Uh, right. If they want to play golf, well, like Monday, we have a chapter at River, uh, no. River Birch. Tuesday, we're at Eagle Hills. Wednesday, I believe, is Centennial. Thursday, we have a roaming or roving group. They play Rovers. a different course every week. <laughs> And then uh, Friday is, I believe, Ridgecrest, and then Saturday, Lakeview. Friday also is Desert Canyon out in Mountain Home. So right. lots of opportunities to oh, golf yeah, yeah. and golf with uh, other Christians, which well, uh, is just a great way to yeah, enjoy the game. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, Warren, we want to thank you so much for being a guest today on Game Plan for Life. We wish you nothing but the best and God's feet. Well, thank you, and I appreciate it very much, Skip. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive, Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's, oh yes we did. Rocket Express Car Wash, it's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling, Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. Aflac, Canyon County Habitat for Humanity, and Idaho Window Tinting. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.